0: You're listening to the New Century Multiverse The Cartographer's Handbook Remastered Section 3 Weaponry and Equipment Standard Issue Reunified States Soldier Forget all mythology relating to immortal creatures This is an animal, plain and simple They breathe, sleep, eat and drink in a similar fashion to us We have established they are fast, resilient and cunning, but that will not outmatch a well-placed bullet. This next section details all the weapons and tools you will have access to. Rifle. Since the speed of the creatures makes reaction essential, all standard issue firearms in the RS military make smooth and swift reloading a priority. The 1873 Winchester, now carried by most riflemen, is capable of dispatching a Wendigo in a single, well-placed round, and then chambering another bullet within seconds. Muzzle loaders, like the Springfield 1861 musket, utilized throughout the Civil War, are no longer to be employed. The mini mini-ball, while devastating to the body if a sufficiently accurate shot is made, simply takes too long to reload. The extended shot preparation time could cost the regiment their lives. If such a circumstance were to occur, the amount of shots, and thus the amount of Wendigos, that a group carrying the Springfield could dispatch, relative to one carrying the Winchester, would be exponentially reduced. It is most recommended that you aim for the head, or the heart, for the swiftest kill possible. Wounded, they are still deadly. And while some will attempt to flee or hide, the starving Wendigo may continue to attack in a blood frenzy. Many a soldier has been caught off guard, focusing on the running creatures 20 yards away, while one that has crawled to his position latches onto his leg. Revolver. For mid- to close-range combat, the Colt Army Model 1860 is still the standard issue, more than 20 years later. Over 220,000 of these have been manufactured over the past two decades. Unlike the Springfield, they have not been so outmoded as to negate their exceptional usefulness for our purposes. Availability of ammunition, familiarity with weight and fire in action, reliability and ease of maintenance. All these things count in this weapon's favour. It is for use within distances of between 2 and 15 yards. Any further away and you will be unlikely to attain an accurate shot. Any closer and the resultant expulsion of fluids and bone will be a danger to all around you. Melee Weapon During the years leading up to the Battle of Washington, the close quarters weapon frequently employed was the Bowie Knife. While these are still carried for various other purposes, as a means of dispatching the Wendigo, the knife has, in subsequent years, been replaced by an altogether different implement of war.
1: Captain Samuel Tudor, District of Columbia, March 17th, 1882 The first things I realized we must do away with that were so often present during close-range execution of the creature's was the abundance of blood and other fluids, often in-flight and uncontrolled. My time amid the streets during the Battle of Washington had taught me many things about how they act, especially when relegated to a more personal distance. The knife, I surmised, was a splendid way to dispatch a fellow human, or to butcher an animal in preparation for its journey to our dinner-tables, but it was altogether an instrument of self-imposed danger for not only the wielder but every man standing within six feet of him arterial spray emerges with far more force than one might imagine especially it seems from the jugulars of creatures whose wild hearts must be pumping nineteen to the dozen a well-placed blade at this juncture can and indeed has showered many soldiers in the vicinity with a poison more potent and lethal than arsenic back in cincinnati i had been a blacksmith and none too shabby of a tradesman i might add as the dust settled on our newly retaken capital i set to work designing a weapon to be used in substitution for the standard issue bowie knife we had favored those past few years one crafted specifically with this venomous species in mind blunt force was what i concluded as the key to their dispatching by the safest means possible the weapon needed to be relatively light inexpensive durable able to be used with one or two hands and indeed versatile enough to offer more deadly force when applied with full focus an axe would be useful but the possibility of severed limbs and deep cuts with again a resulting mess of fluids was still present the answer was that medieval favorite the mace thirty inches long and weighing some two point two pounds mine was constructed of steel and cherry wood we needed no flanges or spikes as our enemy wears no armor instead broad pegs of steel extended from its multi-paneled head a pommel at the base also sported a similar peg to be employed swiftly if space was further limited due to its weight and the time it takes to swing even two-handed i surmised that we must first take away from the creatures that nimble animal evasiveness that plays so frequently in their favour and would severely reduce our chances of a killing blow with the first strike. So it would be the knee first, then a decisive and lethal follow-up to the cranium or the temple. Take away the leg, then take away the head. I practiced four hours a day with it, as I rose and before I slept, and acting with utmost conviction each time the felon of a creature. My arms grew familiar with the weight and heft my body learned the motions of the various positioning scenarios I trained myself for, until I could do this with neither a moment's preparation nor a second thought. By the time I went out on patrol by the area near the Patuxent River, I had secured with my commanding officer the privilege to bring along my new companion, which I had named Clementine, after my darling wife. On that day, in September 1880, Clementine beat the lives out of six Wendigos. The men around me joked that they would pay handsomely for me to construct them similar companions. I took each of these offers with the most serious of consideration. Ten days later, my lieutenant came to me with a summons from General Curtis himself. It seemed Clementine had become quite the talk of the town by december i had overseen the manufacture of one thousand of these military field maces with three thousand more to come in the next twelve months they have now become standard issue in the r s military and the mechanical and precise movements i taught myself are now part of a variety of regimented weapon drills I was pleased to note that many white scars took it upon themselves to customize their maces with differing grips, hand handguards, knuckle dusters, and, even in the case of one enterprising gunsmith, a single bullet shot concealed in the pommel. Many also gave a name to their companion, though Clementine became popular in a way I know she would have, with blushing grace, approved.
0: Standard Issue Equipment, Reunified States Scout. As well as the Colt 1860, cartographer scouts may also carry the following. Bow. The best possible way to dispatch a lone Wendigo who has not yet detected you would be how, Ascook the Scout, was intending, a perfectly aimed and silent arrow to the eye. This will circumvent the noisy report of gunfire and be less liable as a result to attract further Wendigo attention. Their keen senses can of course be used to your advantage if you wish to draw some out of hiding. A loud noise or strong odour will often prove an adequate lure, though be of utmost caution regarding being flanked. Every scout has the option of a longbow or a hunting bow in place of their Winchester rifle for precisely this purpose. It is of paramount importance that scouts are not laden down with too many weapons or heavy kit, since they are going to have to move the fastest, often in the most dangerous and mismatched situations. Rifle Alternatively, an 1873 Winchester with the addition of a telescopic sight can be employed for scouts who wish to specialise as snipers, Sword. Scouts and cavalry soldiers, you will find the Model 1879 Light Artillery Sabre will allow you to defend yourself on horseback and on foot. It has been manufactured expressly for the purposes of dispatching the Wendigo at speed. Inspired in design by the katanas of Japan, the steel is folded many more times than standard military blades to increase durability when cleaving through bone. Horse. If you are a scout or cavalry soldier, your horse stays with you. It is a serviceman's duty to keep that horse well-fed, watered, healthy and alert. They will spook easily in the presence of wendigos and their cries will draw alert to you, so careful management must be employed when surveying a new area. Out in the wilderness, this animal is often the difference between a ride back to your unit and a deadly trek across wendigo-infested countryside, to say nothing of attacks from other wild animals. It is, in almost every case, better to rely on the horse than to eschew the speed and protection they provide in favour of total self-reliance. Be sure that you are not dragged from your mount. Your saber is there for this precise reason. A slice to the temple, even if this does not dispatch your attacker immediately, should unsteady them from their footing, allowing for escape. Survival Kit The following account will provide more details of the contents and purpose.
2: Dr. Julius Kaufman, Baltimore, Maryland, January 15, 1882 As a scout, you must come to see your survival kit for exactly what it represents, a pouch of implements standing between you and the Grim Reaper. Used properly, these will keep him at bay. Improperly or not at all, and your chances of coming to a sticky end are significantly increased. Most of these tools have more than one use. Some have several. The first implement is your sewing kit. It comprises of needles of four sizes, and threads for closing and binding wounds, as well as maintaining your clothing. The larger one can be used for fixing leather, and comes with thick cord. It can also be used upon your horse, should the animal find itself cut and willing to undergo impromptu veterinary attentions. One small bottle of ethyl alcohol. This must be replenished every chance you get. Wounds must be cleaned with it. If no other field medicine is available, it can be used as a mild anesthetic if mixed one part alcohol to one part water and ingested in small doses. It can be used in a desperate measure to start a signal fire, so this will draw the Vendigo also. You have a small box containing flint and tinder for lighting your campfires every evening. Weapon Maintenance Kit Whatever load of firearms, blades, and other instruments of war you are carrying, it is up to you to ensure they remain at their peak of usability. A sword encrusted with blood will rust swiftly, And this will consume your blade, making it brittle and causing it to stick in the scabbard and break upon bone. Even the oils from your fingers will taint the blade. It must be cleaned with a soft cloth before sheathing, and you must regularly oil and sharpen the keen edge. If you do not have access to a bowie knife, a small field blade can be issued for purposes of cleaning any game you may hunt. This, like the sword, must be maintained. Your rifle and sidearm will likewise require stripping down, cleaning, and polishing. Retrieved arrows must be repaired and maintained also. Every one of these represents a potential quiet kill. The best policy of the stealthy scout, save for careful outmaneuvering of our enemy. Your water canteen. This will hold two quarts, and you must drink it all every day. Then find a fresh, clean water source from which to refill it. Double that in climates with extremes of hot and cold, or when you are strenuously exerted. Without this water, you will live for up to three days. But after that, you are done. Under strenuous exertion, that period could drop to mere hours. Ration it if you have no other option. But be aware that replenishing of this precious life-giving element should be at the very peak of your priority list. Compass, paper, and pencils. As a mapmaker, it is clearly your prerogative to spend a portion of your day charting the landscape. You will have been trained to find north and how to negotiate the terrain in the most successful manner to return you to safety. Any and all information on settlements is also to be made note of in your journal. These are to be returned to your base camp and coordinated by the director of your party. The assembled information is then conveyed to every key point back to Washington, thereby updating all records and ensuring the topographical military information is shared across this network. SCARF While this is technically part of your uniform, it has such a practical application for survival that I must discuss it here. The blood that a Vendigo will emit when wounded or killed can be quite volatile and lively, scattering all over the periphery. During the Battle of Washington, the enlisted men took the tying scarves around the lower halves of their faces, covering their mouths. The white cotton showed swiftly who had been sprayed. Often, once the immediate threat was dealt with, The scarves were removed where the men stood, and the clean areas used to wipe away any excess blood that had adorned their skin. They would then be dropped in the street, and fresh scarves would be sent forward. Now the soldiers habitually wear these round their necks in readiness, hence the popular label of white scarves for many veterans of this conflict. On a personal note, I find it amusing that the former motif of ceasefire request for negotiations, or even surrender, is now being used to reinvigorate the troops and prepare them for subsequent battle. We have no further use of this symbol, not with the enemies we face. Look after this kit and your equipment with the dedication and cultivation of a father or mother to their child. Every life that spider webs away from you and your influence depends on this.
0: Uniform We State Soldier With so many of these now lying unused in houses, having been manufactured two decades past for clothing the Federal Army, it was deemed uneconomical to invest precious time, materials, and manpower into constructing something similarly fit for purpose as the Union Army ensemble. It constitutes a knee-length tight-fitting Prussian blue coat, cavalry wear a shorter version more practically suited for riding, with the addition of shoulder straps, denoting rank for officers. This is accompanied by sky-blue pants, stripes again denoting officer's rank, and a black felt hardy hat or blue KP cap to keep off the sun. Variation was commonplace during the Civil War and it must be understood that this is symptomatic of our ability to adapt, and should be positively encouraged. However, everything must have a purpose, and an explanation. Wear what parts of the uniform are practical at a given time. Do not burden yourself with thick wool in the burning sun. Every alteration must have premeditated thought behind it. Be prepared to explain yourself in a serious manner to your officers, A discarded coat in the depths of winter to greet the chill of frost for an overheating man could well precipitate a bout of pneumonia that could wipe out the unit. We Unified States Scout Unlike the infantry or cavalry, the scouts have another remit going beyond representing the regimental colors of the RSA. You must blend into your surroundings and stay undetected by the Wendigo. To this end, the color scheme for the Scouts is a mixture of sandy brown, dark green, and tan, with leather coats adaptable for cold or hot climes. Your spurs are muffled, your buttons black Goodyear rubber to avoid sunlight reflection. A wide brimmed brown felt Stetson hat will protect your head from the sun. Your boots are some of your most important tools crafted for both riding and negotiating rough terrain. They are hard-wearing enough to keep out the rain, but light enough to run in. Protect your feet. A lame scout is the next meal for the Wendigo. have been listening to section three of the cartographer's handbook remastered weaponry and equipment written by alexander shaw thomas w arlington performed by alex shaw samuel tudor performed by spencer lieb julius kaufman performed by matt wardle make your decision by dan phillipson of shockwave sound touching story scattershot and dreams become real. Composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon. Our $15 patrons get sponsor credit every episode, so thank you to Joel Robinson, Benjamin Biddle, Abel Savard, Michael Hasko Connor Kennedy, Brian Novak, Evan Jankowski, Sarah Montgomery, Dan Hepner, John Clayson, Tyler Long, Joe Seeger, Greg Downing, Tim Rosinski. Christopher Wolfe, Kat Esman, Cassandra Newman, Timothy Green, Matthew A. Siebert, Joseph Gluck, Kevin Otero, Luke Hatfield, Nick Ord, Duran Barnett, Tom Painter, Finbar Nicole, Jameis Enright, Mark Lux, Dan Mayer, Joe Crow, Chris Finnick, Toby Jungius, Dave Hickman, Aaron Lecluse, Kieran Dashler, and Lorraine Chisham.